Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast, where each week we will connect, uplift, and promote people, places, and events in and around Tallahassee for you. I am your host, Gloria Darling, your community cheerleader, proud milestone diva, and advocate for women age 50 or better. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go grab your favorite beverage and join me on my virtual front porch as we start the show. Whether you're a longtime listener or a new member of our community, get ready for some memorable moments and insights from a past episode with Dr. Amanda Matthews. Dr. Amanda Matthews is a board-certified ophthalmologist and a fellow of the American Academy of Ophthalmology at Palmer Eye Center in Tallahassee, Florida. Dr. Matthews specializes in no-stitch, no-patch, no-shot cataract surgery. She excels in minimally invasive glaucoma surgery, and she cares for diabetes and macular degeneration and performs intravitreal injections. Dr. Matthews is well-trained in Lasix and can manage neuro-ophthalmological disease. Quite simply, she is a very smart lady with a soothing and caring manner for her patients. And full disclosure, she is my favorite ophthalmologist ever. Let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor and refill our cup. Hey there, fabulous ladies. Tallapalooza Talent Competition is coming. Step into the spotlight where women in Tallahassee can redefine what it means to be a star and compete for amazing prizes. Join us on March 16, 2024 at the American Legion Hall, 229 Lake Ella Drive. The show starts at 1 o'clock. See you there. Welcome, Dr. Matthews. Hi, Gloria. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be a sponge and soak up as much as you can tell us about protecting and maintaining our eye health. Well, I love that you had me, you know, have me on here. It is extremely important for people to know what we do and how we do it. And I think it dispels a lot of the myths and discomfort. And the more people understand, the more likely they are to come in for a visit. Absolutely. So can you start by describing ophthalmology in layman's terms for us? Yeah, absolutely. So what an ophthalmologist is, despite it being a very difficult word to spell and say, is just quite simply a doctor that trained for four years in medical school. So we trained in everything um, and then did a general year of medicine and then did a special three, at least three years, just training in the medical and surgical diseases of the eye. So simply, we are a super specialized doctor that takes care of your eyes but that can also link into your general health. 
Well, that's very good to know because, as you know, I need very special eye care. You do, Gloria. (laughs) (laughs) When did you decide that ophthalmology was the path for you? You know, it's really difficult when you go to medical school because um, you you literally learn and train in every subspecialty in medicine. And so you're exposed to a lot of different things. Some of it's a process of elimination, like, oh, my gosh, I know I don't want to do this. Like for me, interestingly, I went to medical school thinking I was going to be um, a pediatrician. And then I got to medical school and I actually did pediatrics and I knew within two days I did not want to be a pediatrician. Um, It takes a special human to to be able to examine and deal with children all day. But um, it just it was one of those things that as soon as I rotated on ophthalmology, I loved that. It was very subspecialized. So I like the fact that I deal with one organ all day long. And I get to do surgery, but I'm not like a general surgeon where I take care of your problem and then you walk out my door and you never come back again. I also get to take care of people month after month and year after year and form those long-term relationships like a family practice doctor would. So I love that I get to do both medical and surgery and I just think the eye is one of the most super cool organs in your body. Yes, it is. Please tell us what are some of the changes we can expect in our eyes as we age? Well, the number one thing that we will all experience as we age is um, a loss of accommodation or a loss of autofocus ability. And that begins to affect us for most people in our mid 40s. So for a lot of people that don't wear distance glasses. So growing up, their distance vision was excellent. In their 40s, they'll start to notice that they can't read anymore and that your arms aren't quite long enough. And so that's when most people go in, go into reading glasses or the dollar store cheaters, as everybody calls them. Um, after your 40s and the dollar store cheaters start, then most people in their 50s begin to form a cataract. And that's very normal. We all form cataracts as we age. And um, we can all live with a cataract for a while before it needs removal. So most people don't need cataract removal until they're in their mid to late 60s. And everything I've just described are normal changes of the eye. Then uh, there are, of course, a whole crop of things that are abnormal changes with the eye. But those are the normal ones. All right. Well, what advice can you give us to take care of our eyes as we age? You know, I think everyone needs to have a good general eye exam, full dilation, and have the ophthalmologist look in the back of the eye and make sure everything looks healthy by the age of 50. So in general, if you have good vision, and no medical problems. That's important. So no high blood pressure, no diabetes, no vascular problems. Most people do well um, in most of their adult life without an eye exam. By the age of 50, if you have not had a thorough dilated eye exam, you need to schedule one. Whenever we have a medical professional on the podcast, we engage in what I call the white coat Q&A. 
Which sure. Is, <laughs> it's a few general questions from my Milestone Diva sisters. Are you game for it? I'm game. All right, let's go. Question one. Do blue light glasses really help to protect your eyes from extended time sitting at the computer? That is a great question because these things have become so popular in the last year. Um, Our stance from the American Academy of Ophthalmology is that blue light protective glasses do no harm. So if you have them and you're wearing them, fabulous. But we also don't know that they provide a whole lot of protection. There was a study that came out that UV light did damage retinal cells in a Petri dish. But that is very different than what we call in vivo retinal cells. So the retinal cells in your eye when you're alive and walking around. And so far, we have not found that computer light or devices such as iPhones or tablets cause any damage to your eye but we don't think that wearing the blue light glasses is harmful so if you want to wear them because you think they're cute and fashionable and you feel like they provide some comfort then absolutely wear them but I would encourage people not to spend a lot of money on them um, because it has become a little gimmicky um, because we think in general these devices are safe to use without that protection. All right if you're only slightly nearsighted but don't wear glasses consistently, can your vision get worse? No, you're not doing any harm to yourself um, by not wearing your glasses. So if you are only slightly nearsighted and you feel like for most of your daily activities you see well, it is absolutely fine to not wear your glasses. Okay, and our third question is, can floaters be treated, especially if they are large and interfere with vision? Yeah, absolutely. So for most people, floaters begin to form in their 50s and 60s. Almost almost 90% of patients by the age of 75 have floaters in their vision. Floaters are simply a condensation of the collagen jelly in the back of your eye. So in general, floaters by themselves are not harmful. If you form a new floater, You do need to see your ophthalmologist for a dilated retinal exam to make sure you have not developed a retinal tear or a peripheral retinal detachment. If you just have isolated floaters and they really are bothersome to you, there is a procedure called a vitrectomy, and that is performed by a board-certified retina specialist, um, and they will perform a outpatient procedure to remove the floaters from the back of the eye. That sounds scary. You know, I really encourage most of my patients to try and become accustomed to their floaters. So once your floater has been in your eye for one to two months, most people are able to visually accept the floater and what really happens is your brain becomes tolerant of the floater and you'll begin to ignore it so for most people we don't recommend floater removal it's only for the people where the floater is quite large and bothersome and they feel like it affects their daily life um, or their quality of life and then I absolutely will send them to the retina specialist to discuss floater removal all right well that's it for the white coat Q&A 
My key word is happiness, and my ideal state of being is to be happy. Before we close, please leave us with a few words of wisdom to help us live happy. Gloria, I think we all just need to live in the moment. I think we all need to get good sleep. I find that is so much more important as I get older and that we need to eat healthy foods to nourish the brain so that we do get those good happiness hormones. Dr. Matthews, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much for the information you've given us. Well, thank you, Gloria. I appreciate you asking me to come on. All right. To learn more about Dr. Amanda Matthews and the Palmer Eye Center, please visit www.palmereye.com. From singing to spoken word to dancing, join us for the ultimate talent competition where talent knows no boundaries. Talapalooza Talent Competition is coming. Let's come together to cheer, applaud, and support our talented women on March 16, 2024 at the American Legion Hall, 229 Lake Ella Drive. The show starts at 1 o'clock p.m. See you there. It was so much fun reintroducing the Cup of Glow podcast. We believe that everyone has an opinion and we want to hear from you. Please email your comments to gloria at cupofglow.com. If you have already subscribed to the podcast, thank you. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. If you would like to be a sponsor of the Cup of Glow podcast, please send your request for information via email to gloria at cupofglow.com. Until next week, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, connecting, uplifting, and promoting you.